Hello, and welcome to the Design for Greatness podcast, conversations with Candace to help you elevate your mind, body, and spirit, and own your divine greatness. Today, you have episode number nine, my interview with Chanel Turner. Oh, you guys, we have such a special treat today. I am delighted to welcome Chanel Turner to the Design for Greatness podcast. We're going to discuss how parents can navigate the world of sports with their kids in order to promote the most growth and so that they can help their kids experience the most success possible. You guys, Chanel is one of my very best friends. She's absolutely phenomenal. She's actually the woman who introduced me to life coaching. Yeah, I truly would not be here today doing what I'm doing without Chanel Turner. I love her. Um, She's a mother of four. She loves planning, waking up early, taking naps, and motivational speeches, just like me. (laughs) She is, she calls it a professional player of kids' schedule Tetris. Yeah, you know that game that we play to try and make all of the moving parts fit together in a way that we can handle it all. Yeah, she's professional at that. Um, She's had 16 years of corporate project management experience. Uh, She's been the team manager or the parent representative for four years of high school football, two years of high school basketball, and pretty much every competitive team that her kids have played on. Lots there of experience. Uh, She's been two years of a Booster Club member, five years of the PTSO um, board member experience, one year in the community council, five years of service on the 4-H Horse Council, and four years she's been the 4-H club leader for uh, horses. This woman is phenomenal. Extraordinary mother, I'm so excited for you to learn from her today. As we were discussing, I was talking to Chanel a while ago, and the reason this podcast episode came about is because we were talking about her son who just finished his last season of high school basketball, He's a senior and Chanel's mama heart was so full. Um, his last games kind of felt like a culmination of all of, all of his efforts with so many coaches and teams and ups and downs. And as she reflected back on having two kids now move on from high school and competition sports to becoming adults, she just has a new perspective. And all of these reflections about the journey her kids have gone on with sports, and it just created a really powerful discussion about the things that she's witnessed and learned over the past decade of supporting her kids in sports. So at the end of the discussion, we were talking about how it would have been really beneficial if someone would have told us these important things when we were just beginning our sports commitments with our kids. So we decided to put it out there for all of you guys. So buckle up, you guys. There are some really important lessons here. Amazing things that Chanel has figured out and her advice is golden. I think as parents, we all want to be the very best for our kids. And often, despite our best intentions, sometimes we end up making a mess out of things. And I know as a mom, there are many things I wish I would have done differently. If only I would have had a heads up, right? Or someone to mentor me in that direction. So today is all about advice from a seasoned mother about how to help our kids get out of the most out of their sports experiences in a way that empowers them to truly step into their designed greatness. So here we go. Chanel, welcome. I am delighted you would make time to share your insights with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That was such a nice, (laughs) nice intro. (laughs) Probably nicer than I deserve, but thank you so much. Oh, no, you're incredible. And we are really lucky to have you. We really are. Um, Sports 
as we know in today's society, it can just be all encompassing and it can take over our life if we're not careful. And it can make us show up as a person that we're not really that proud of (laughs) if we get too invested. So we really are excited to hear your thoughts. Um, So first off, just right off the bat, what are your thoughts about sports and the part that they've played in the lives of your kids? Oh my gosh. So I, I am the first to admit, like, I have loved it, Candace. Like, I've just loved it so much. It's been um, the thing that I've looked forward to, the thing that I've celebrated, the thing that I've spent my time doing, and, and it is so much fun. So I've loved it. And, and as for my kids, I think um, there's so many life lessons, right, that can be learned as they play and as they experience good the good things that come with it and as they experience the bad. And so um, overall, I've, I've just, I've really appreciated the experience and what it's, what it's taught me personally and my kids. Yeah. I I feel like there's no better vehicle to teach life lessons in a really compact way that is so beneficial, like for life. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what advice do you have for parents out there? who truly want to help their kids be successful in their sport? I know this is like a bag of. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big question. A big question. To help them be successful. I think the overall um, feeling that I have about that though, is, is just letting your kid drive, right? If, if you are, if, if you need them to be um, to extra practices or early morning things more than they want to be there, um, it really, I think it creates, um, resentment and, and it doesn't fuel their desire for what they're doing. I just kind of let them drive it at their own pace. Right now, you know, I say that out loud, but, but I know that there's a lot of, um, maybe we don't want to give them full control because we also have other demands on our time. You know, if your kid wants to play baseball seven nights a week maybe you're gonna not let them drive (laughs) but but as far and and I would say it's more about the things there's so many extra things that sports offers requirements fundraisers etc 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 and um I just kind of would support them but let them be the driver of that and not try and feel like it was my responsibility to attend every single thing and participate in every single thing if they wanted to all right, I'm in, but, but I'm not going to need it more than they want it, if that makes sense. So yeah. I would just say, let them, let them, I kind of thinking that, think of it as like, um, just sitting back and my role is kind of a cheerleader to support them and what they are desiring, but not to let my own desires and my own aspirations and my own OCD and perfectionism, you know, like take over. Right. So, but what about when they don't want to go? What about when they're committed to a team and there's early morning practices and late night practices and, and optional practices and what's the best way to support there when. I had an experience a few years ago, this actually wasn't with my high school athlete, but a younger, um, athlete and they were having early morning baseball workouts on Saturday mornings and um week one I got him there but he wasn't thrilled about it week two 
he started to give me some pushback, but I still got in there. Week three, he was making up excuses the night before about <laughs> why he might not be able to go tomorrow. And I just realized this was going to be a fight all winter long. Um, and so I really struggled with it because like I said, my own my own personality is like, you know, you give it 120% and you hey. should be there. If your team is counting on you, you should be there. He clearly did not want to go. And so I finally just was, I wish I had like a magic. I, I don't, I just think I really thought about it. And I thought I can't keep having this argument every week. I don't want to, it's a exhausting so I just said okay I will reach out to your coach um and talk to him about it he said because he my son said he just wanted to focus on basketball at the time he didn't want to do both baseball and basketball at the same time so I reached out to the coach and um I, I told Drew you know the consequence of this might be that you don't get to play on this team in the spring because they may be looking for more committed players, players that do love it as much as to give it these early Saturday morning workouts. And so I just said, you know, that's fine, but this is, so I let him kind of drive that decision and he didn't go. Um, and by the time spring rolled around, he was ready. He wanted to play baseball. Now, <laughs> lucky for him and maybe for me, that coach was understanding and still valued Drew I don't know if it was his skill or if he just I don't know Drew still had the opportunity to play on that team but it might not always turn out that way right and so um I but think so much power when now he wants to instead of he's being forced yeah to. and now this year like a year later sorry Drew I was trying to be <laughs> keep the anonymity of it and I totally told what his name is anyway but but this year he loves it he has gone he has set his alarm he's wanted to wake up early and, it, and it's the same time the same Saturday morning winter baseball workout and he loves it and so I just think I I think I am sometimes was more worried about what that coach would think of me as a parent or am I encouraging laziness or am I encouraging like you know, and there's still part of me every time that comes up, I'm like, oh, you know, you need to go. But I, I just have found that when I take a step back and not make it about me, right, and let them drive it and su and suffer the consequences of whatever that is. You know, I'm not going to bail them out if the coach says, "Sorry, we've picked up another player. You're out. You know, you'll have to play." on a rec team or something this year. Well, and that's so, part of those lessons that you learn through life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And don't, and not to get caught up in the hysteria. I think it's almost hysteria that we think that we have to do all these things. And if we don't, that our kids are going to fall behind. What good does it do to have done all the things if by the time they get to where they're going, they're so burnt out, right? That they don't even want to do it anymore. Right. So I think a coach would rather have a kid that's excited and engaged and willing to work hard in the moment than one that's grounded out for 10 years. And now they get to high school or wherever they're at. And they're like, Ugh, 
Yeah. Well, and I've, I've seen that with my own daughter in soccer. I mean, when she was younger on these comp teams, she had an opportunity to guest play here and guest play there. And she'd play, I mean, six times a week, you know, two or three times on a Saturday and two or three times during the week. And, uh, and I felt like as a mom, well, I have to give her every opportunity. And if they ask, then I've got to say yes. And it wasn't necessarily the case. And I don't know that that actually served her in the long run uh, very well. I needed to actually decide, is this something that you want to do and let her drive that more? I think that's a very wise counsel. Sure. Yeah. Um, so you've been to hundreds of games, <laughs> hundreds of games. It's so easy for parents to get out of hand. I mean, we just want so bad for our kid to shine. Right. And for some crazy reason, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but we think that we have the power to help them. <laughs> and I just wonder if you have any advice on how we can keep ourselves out of like that coaching mode and more in that parent mode. Well, I always joke about this because I always would say, actually, I think the reason I'm not that emotional about it is because I actually don't know. Like I see you, you (laughs) are an athlete. (laughs) You you played all the things, you know, all the roles, you know, some strategy you've coached. Um, I did dance, right. Or whatever. So I love to cheer, um, for a game, but as far as like what plays are being called and the timing of the substitutions and if the ref got it right or got it wrong, most of the time, I generally don't know. (laughs) So just maybe I shouldn't admit that, but I'm like, you know what? So, so I joke about that. So step one is yeah, uneducate yourself about all the rules of the game. And then maybe, you, maybe you won't have be emotionally invested. No, I, I know that there it's so easy. And even though there have been um, on several occasions, moments where I have gotten a little more fired up than I wanted to be right. Where you start calling out other parents, you know, kids on the other team you know and you think oh my gosh like just take a step back um I one of the things that I like to think or is I got further along in it when I realized I didn't really like who I was when I would act out emotionally like that is um believing that maybe I'm not the smartest person in the room or that I I like to think of it like I used to think about this with politics which I'm not really that into politics, but I'm like, you know, everyone, you know, the president of the United States comes forward or something and makes a decision or, or the leader of a group, you know, the leader of the school board, the leader of whatever, they make a decision. And we have all these outside views that are like, well, why did he, you know, being critical. And I always like to think, yeah, but I didn't go to the briefing. Like, I don't have all of the information maybe that I need, um, that, that coach or, um, whoever is making those decisions has more information than I do because they're the, they're the coach. I mean, I have my own perspective, but I'm not in the locker room. I'm not in practice every day. I'm not, um, 
I don't, I haven't scouted the other team. I haven't, I don't know these boys' personalities. I don't, so I just take a step back and go, you know what? I don't think I'm the smartest person in the room here. I'm going to give whoever is in charge, whoever the leader is, I'm going to step back and, and believe that they've been briefed on this situation and they they have all the best information to make the best decisions. And I actually don't really know. And I don't know. For me, that helps. I know. I you, love that. Those of you that really do know, um, maybe that's harder, but. Well, but. no, I think you're exactly right. I mean, so it was difficult. I, I coached the freshman girls basketball team. And so I'll coach and I'm in that coaching mode. And then I'll go to my other daughter's soccer game. And I find myself wanting to be that coach and yelling. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not the coach here. And it really, it really does take a second to sit back, but you're exactly right. The coach is working on specific things that I, I'm not aware of. And there's a briefing that they've had that I didn't go to. I'm not the smartest in the room. I love, I love that. And knowing that um, they are managing personalities that I have no no clue about on the team. And that is, that's a really powerful perspective. Um, and you wrote a article that, that we posted on Facebook that I absolutely love. And I thought you said something really cool. You said high school, oh, athletics. No. I'm going to just quote you. <laughs> that was so good. You said high school athletics is but a small moment. Don't lose your mind over something that's going to be meaningless in the overall scheme of life. What are you going to scream and yell and swear about? If you're going to be the loudest voice in the room, choose wisely and choose something that is still going to matter five years down the road. And I guess I think the truth of it is most of our kids aren't going to play beyond these four years. I, I mean, we're, if we're talking about the high school experience, they're just not. And, and you might have a few that experience at the collegiate level. So like, just soak in the moment as it is and like, don't. You know, I just seen so many people that I'm like, oh, you look a little crazy, you know, and and I'm like, for what, you know, just, I just don't, don't, don't lose your political capital or your, don't, don't sell out on something, you know, make sure like if it's, (laughs) if it's a matter of life and death or if it's an issue, you know that you feel really powerfully about, then yeah, by all means, I think that's when we should. But if it's over a referee call or, you know, I mean, well, it, it and really, when it comes, yeah. And when it comes down to it, about it, yeah, we're not going to change a referee's mind. We're not going no. to change a coach's mind where what we say has little to do with anything except for maybe in the negative way <laughs> we, we could create some, some I've never seen him change it I've never seen him change it I have I've yeah. never seen him turn to the audience and go actually you're right <laughs> so it's like it's like punching yourself in the face you know or it's just beating your head against the wall because you can't I I don't know I okay. I know that's hard because we and and I will say too that please like I understand just because my <laughs> the thing that sets me off doesn't happen to be referees there's plenty of things in my life that I lose my mind over that I probably shouldn't because I get emotional about it so please don't hear me like I'm I'm so judgmental of you and 
you know, if you've ever like lost it on a ref that I think you're a horrible person. I, I have. <laughs> it happens. But I, but I think you're a horrible person. I just think going into the experience, like if you could think about this kind of like pre-coach yourself before going into games or whatever, myself included, so that you could just take a step back because man, it just, it just sure doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, in the overall scheme of life and you can't change it. If it, if you can do it and it changed it maybe, but it just, it just doesn't. Yeah. Well, and if we can be aware and intentional as we, as we go into it, like you say, like a little bit of pre-coaching, if we know, Hey, I'm going into this game today and I'm going to, I'm going to be nothing but supportive. I'm only going to yell positive things. I'm going to be a cheerleader for every single kid out there on that field. Um, going in with that attitude, I think can sometimes prevent the, the issues that come up if, if we let ourselves get emotional and kind of fly off the handle a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Do you think that there are any like life hacks that you can help yourself keep in check at a sporting event or like red flags that you can be aware of where you like tricks of the trade, when you oh feel goodness. yourself getting emotional, have you found anything like that to help keep yourself? Well, I, I wish I could say that I have in the moment. Usually once the moment hits, it's too late, right? Like <laughs> I, ha- I haven't had to interrupt that, like, or I haven't done a good job of interrupting it in the moment. I will say that I've had, after I've had those moments, that um, the way that I felt after that that I, that I, then it was the next game that I'm like, okay, you're going to do some work before you go in so that you don't, so that you don't escalate to that level. So I would just say pre-coaching. And I also, I don't know if you want to talk about this now or later, but I also, just since I found the, the model that I know you use in your coaching, um, basically that our, our thinking is what creates our feelings that that has been a game changer for me because when I realize that I'm not angry, I'm not angry because the ref made the call or because my kid is sitting on the bench or because, which sounds ridiculous. I know everyone probably listening is like, that's not true. No, it's just <laughs> us. It's just but human it's nature. Like, no, it's, you think something that, that incites riot inside of yourself. And so when, when just recognizing that, you know, Right. Um, it's not the and right I can go home and go like, okay, what was I thinking that was making me so upset or so irritated? And if I can pinpoint that and just change it or tweak it a little bit, it just softens everything for the next time. So, yeah, that's such a good point. It's not the ref that's making you angry. It's your thoughts about the ref that are making you angry. Right. <laughs> yes. You, t- you tell that one, if I say that one line to my daughter ever, she, she like loses her mind. She just doesn't believe it. So, you know, whatever. But I'm telling you, it's true. I really believe it in deep down that it's so true. Well, and I think you bring up a good point. As parents, we're going to mess up. Like we are, we're going to mess up. And especially as we are invested in our child's success, we want it so bad for them. And we think we have this ability to really help mold and shape them as an athlete. And we're going to want it so bad. And we're going to show up at some point in a way that we're not happy about. And in that moment, 
that's where we can decide to really, really shift it. And when we, when we go home and we're like, yeah, I didn't feel good about that. And we're able to brain dump and, and get it all out on paper and see it for what it is and say, okay, no wonder I thought the ref was making me angry. This is my thoughts. He's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's making worse calls. Like no wonder I was angry. And then we can look at it and be like, okay, is he actually an idiot? No, he's doing the best he can. He's trying to manage. He doesn't have eyeballs in the back of his head. He's going to make some mistakes. And and from there we can decide, okay, well, when this happens next time, how do I want to feel about the ref? I want to feel peaceful so I can think he's doing the best he can with what he has. And then that lands you in peace. And from there, we're able to enjoy the game. <laughs> yeah, ideally, right? I'm like, oh, those last couple of games for me, though, I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> so hard sometimes with all the things going on to just enjoy it. But it does, you know, you do want to enjoy it. You don't want it to be an awful experience every time. And I think going back to your point about perspective, I mean, five years down the road, is this, is this going to matter? And and understanding that our kids are having the experience that they're having, whether it be positive or negative for a purpose. And it is creating who they are. And it's not meant to be awesome all the time. Right. Yeah. Have you seen that with, with your kids in sports? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I just choose to believe, um, I can think of one experience where, um, want to get too too personal about it but but one experience where things just weren't going the way that I had pictured in my mind like they just weren't (laughs) and it it wasn't necessarily about my kid even but just the the ideal picture in my mind of what the season was going to look like and who the players were going to look like was just different and um when I could realize that that this was the exact experience I like to believe and this has helped me with so many things not just sports but just like if we can believe that whatever is what's that saying if you argue with reality you lose but only 100% of the time right Mm -hmm. and and so when I could just accept the reality I still didn't love it but I realized that this was the experience that was custom. I just choose to believe it was custom designed by Heavenly Father mm-hmm. for my kid. And um, what is he going to learn from it? What am I going to learn? Custom designed even for me, you know, just because it wasn't exactly how I thought it should go. Maybe it's not fair. Maybe you could get a hundred people in the room to agree with you that this wasn't handled right or this wasn't the right situation, but when you argue with what is you lose. So I just find to accept that the reality of what the situation is, and then to believe, choose to believe that is the exact experience my kid needs, that he's learning something that I'm learning something and it's okay. And it, and it's okay that it's not how I thought it should go or should be. I love that. My, my daughter got cut, um, her junior year from the high school volleyball team. And it was, 
it was devastating for her. You played comp volleyball since she was, you know, fifth or sixth grade the whole entire time. And, and in my eyes, she was incredible and she deserved to be on that team and she could be a solid player. And if they would just give her a chance, right. And, and she got cut. And in my expectations, expectations, they set us up for a lot of disappointment, but in my expectations, she was supposed to be on that team and it was devastating. Um, but as I look back now, it was the exact thing that was supposed to happen in her life to create who she is as a person now to create when that door closed, it opened other opportunities for her. Yes. She was able to get a job. Yeah. She was able to provide income for herself. She met new people and was in new situations, created a beautiful, um, just network of people that surrounded her in ways that appreciated her for who she was and what she brought to the table. And even though it wasn't what I thought was supposed to happen, it was what God knew needed to happen. And that curriculum that he has her, that was perfect. I love the idea of the curriculum. I also like the idea of the movie where you're like, this helped me a lot as we were going down to state basketball this last year I was like I did this is going to be over and we were headed into that first game against Grantsville and I really just thought if we could just win if we could just win this game like I would feel it would feel so good (laughs) right and I was just like oh you know all those feelings before the game and whatever but I just decided that Heavenly Father had already created the movie for Gavin like a long time ago and he already knows he already knows the ending it's already designed Kevin's and I don't know it's just a thought it's not it's not doctrine and it's not it's just the thought that helps me cope right Mm -hmm. I just decided the whole drive down to Cedar City I was just thinking about that like I'm just gonna sit back with my popcorn and watch the movie and trust that whatever the script is however this plays out is perfect Love it. It's perfect for Gavin. It's perfect for me. It's a perfect way for him to end his his basketball experience. And um and we lost and I was sad <laughs> and 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 a little bummed, but it just softened it a little bit because I think some of those things can really eat at us. I don't know. I I know I'm a little more overzealous too than than some parents a lot I know a lot of parents that are much wiser than me that know that, that a win and a loss isn't the end of the world right like I think I have lots of friends who kids whose kids don't play sports and they're like come on really like this is not there are much bigger things in life and so I'm the first to admit that I'm guilty of making it a biggest thing sometimes because I love it so much right but yeah just just thinking about you know Heavenly Fathers created this movie of their life and you are in the theater with the popcorn. You're not directing. You're not saying cut. You're not, you just get to watch. And right. so, um, I guess, I don't know, I guess we still, we can't absolve all responsibility to our parenting, of course, but, but I, it, that just gives me some peace to think, you know what, Heavenly Father already knows how this is going to go. And however it is, is it's going to be okay. It's going to be just fine. Yeah. Well, I love the thought that says nothing but good will come from everything I experienced today. 
nothing but good. And even if it's not what I was expecting, even if other people might think that was bad, you know, I get to decide that nothing but good is going to come out of it because I either win or I learn. Right. And it's all about our growth. That's, that's why we're here is to grow and learn and be, and become so yeah, that's beautiful. Beautiful. So I, you talked about in your little post that you made your, your, um, you made a document, you talked about how (laughs) sometimes, um, like the suitcase that we're given has different things in it and that figuring out what's in your kid's suitcase is really healthy and helpful when we're in these situations where there's such a demand to perform and for results. And especially in a community that's really focused on athleticism and help us understand about that. I thought that was such a great concept. I loved this concept when I first learned it. And my first learned it for myself is just that, you know, the idea is that when you were in heaven, the, the heavenly father sent you down here with a suitcase full of talents and abilities and strengths. And even he packed some weaknesses in there for you and he packed some. And, and I love the idea of really, it was challenged to me to like, you need to find out what's in your suitcase. But what we spend so much time doing on earth is looking in other people's suitcases and being like, I wish <laughs> that he would have packed this for me or for my kid, right? Like I wish, and we just need to celebrate what's ours. And, and, and I, this sounds so, I don't know, lame <laughs> maybe, but I, I honestly felt like sometimes people were really bugged um, because I had a kid that was, was athletic, right? And um, he doesn't come from an athletic dynasty. <laughs> like it would make sense if he was Candace Noss's kid that he would be athletic. <laughs> but if you Chanel and Ryan Turner's kid, Ryan would probably be so offended by that. <laughs> but but I, I mean, we just didn't. Ryan didn't play football. Ryan played soccer. I, I did dance and I was coordin- coordinated, I say, but I wouldn't say that I was an athlete per se. Like I just wasn't super athletic with a ball or anything like that. And so anyway, I don't know why I'm telling you that, but he, he just came with that, you know, and I felt like some people. And so because he came with that, we celebrated that and we did all Absolutely. the things. We did all the things that revolved around that, right? And it happened to be athletics. And it happened to be the thing that is um, really big in our community. But I felt like maybe some people thought that we shouldn't. I don't know. I mean, no one ever really said that. So that's a lot of my own judgments and interpretation. But, but I just... But I'm like, I, that's what he's good at. That's what he likes. That's where we're going to go. And then you might have another kid that socially and culturally wants that in their suitcase, right? But when it comes right down to it, it's just not there. And then, and then mom and dad and sometimes athlete are so frustrated, right? That, that it's not there. And, and but something is right. right I don't know. That's easier said than done. Like I said, I, I didn't experience the opposite, but, but I mean, it would be no different. Like if this community was focused on music and the arts, 
uh, my kids would struggle, <laughs> you know, my, exactly. like, well, I think the point <laughs> is Gavin can't draw and his art teacher was like, he shares the story when he was in eighth grade, he takes this thing up and she's like, this is a teacher says to him, I don't even know how to help you. <laughs> I, don't, I can't, you know what I mean? So, I mean, but it's too bad because I feel, I do feel bad because I do think we put athletics up on a pedestal that maybe, maybe it shouldn't be there, but I didn't, but I'm like, I didn't do that. Like, I don't know why it is this way in our community, but, but I'm like, I, cause I love the talents of of these other individuals just as much I just feel bad that sometimes their stage isn't as big Mm -hmm. it feels like it's not as big which is not fair I get that it's not fair but I but I also think that it's unfair to think that we also shouldn't celebrate the talents and abilities of everyone no matter what it is whether it's on a big stage or a little stage or or whatever it is like exactly yeah and I think as parents that's what we do we figure out the divine greatness that's inside of our of our child and we help them shine in the way that they are gifted and talented we help them find those strengths and those gifts and those talents and and we celebrate it and and help them see and whether that's sports whether that's uh, student council, whether that's crafts, whether that's public speaking, whether it's riding a horse, right? We, we figure out what's in their suitcase and we honor that and celebrate that and, and support that and help them live into their genius. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I think I just had a, it's left me. I think though, for a second, if I think of it, I'll tell you again, I just had another thought about that, but I, yeah, it's just, oh, I know what it was, is, is the idea that, you know, maybe my son as a, in high school in grades nine through 12 is really going to thrive because he, um, is athletic and he doesn't, he doesn't have to experience much disappointment or discouragement or, um, despair in grades nine through 12 because of his athletic ability. And this is a horrible, this is a horrible thought. Let me acknowledge that up front. But I, I had this aha a little bit ago that like, okay, for the kid that is experiencing discouragement and despair in the way of getting cut in the way of not getting playing time in the way, maybe, maybe they're experiencing it now and it's over. Maybe Gavin's is to come. Maybe Gavin has a marriage that fails. Maybe Gavin you know, further down the road has some other way that he's going to learn discouragement, but he didn't learn it in grades nine through 12, but he'll get it. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and I like that thought for those kids that, that feel unseen and, and not, you know, like your day in the sun is coming, you know, it will come. And these days of being if, if your, your sports experience was not what you thought it would be, well, maybe, maybe it's lucky that you got, I don't know. I mean, I'm just making this up, but I I love that idea that that they're all going to get it at some point, right? They're they're going to. Well, and I think it goes back to that point you made at the very beginning is let your kids drive. And what we do is we support them in their greatness that's what we do. That's what we're here to do, to help them figure it out and support them and and shine in their own way. And, you know, if it's not sports, 
awesome. What is it? Let's figure it out and find the way to, to support and, and help them. And disappointments will come guaranteed. It's, it's the reason that we grow is through the things that are hard. And you're right. If, if he hasn't gotten it in nine through 12, it's coming <laughs> right somewhere. And I'm like, Oh, when is it coming? You know, I mean, I just think we're all, we're all going to have those moments. We're going to all learn what we need to learn in our lives. Again, a, a plan custom designed by God. And one kid's plan is to get cut from the team and another kid's plan is to make it and be successful there. But something happens later. Like, I don't know, but just long-term perspective, loosening the grip a little bit on what we thought it should be. Right. I love that. I love that. Well, probably wrap up so that we don't take too much time here, but I would love to just have any closing thoughts that you have thinking about who you were, you know, a decade ago with your kids, just barely beginning, just bright-eyed mom ready to take on the world and your kid to be the star. Any other advice that you would tell your, your past self to help you enjoy this experience and just truly help you figure out and empower the divine greatness that's within your own child? That's such a good question. Um, I mean, I think we've talked about so much of it. I just, um, just letting go of, of whatever that picture was and just enjoying what is, you know, enjoying what is. And I definitely had a picture of how things were going to go. And some of it, some of it worked out, you know, quite nicely to how I had it planned. I'm not going to lie. Like some of it was super fun and amazing, but not everything. And, um, I think that if, yeah, if we can just learn to let go of and loosen the grip, not hold so tightly to what we think should be and just, and support our kids and cheer them on. And, you know, the other thing that I thought of is, is just saying, I love watching you play. I got, I, I did get that advice somewhere along the way that after a game, it's, I love watching you play. And that's it. (laughs) Like, I love watching you play. And if they want to come and confide in you about, I really felt like I must, if they ask for it, fine. But if they don't, it's just, I loved watching you play. I enjoy watching you play. So fun for me. And that's it. Yeah. It's powerful. Hard to do, but hard to do. Yes. No better. Sometimes it can be no better, but such a great way. Well, Chanel, thank you so much. Appreciate you being here and just so grateful for all your insights on helping all of us parents support our kids in the way that will really help them to really own who they are and, and live up to why they're here. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been so fun. I hope you enjoyed my discussion with Chanel about how we can show up for our kids in their athletics in a way that serves us and them most effectively. The truth is it can get super tricky. I am grateful that Chanel would share with us some of her seasoned wisdom and insights so that we all might support our kids in owning their divine greatness. Friends, I have a free PDF to offer you. I'm so excited about it. It's 10 things to never do if you wanna raise a confident daughter 
with a healthy body image. As a mother of six, five of them being girls, and as a woman who has struggled so much myself in the past with confidence and body issues, I feel this information is crucial. I wish every mother out there could know these pitfalls to avoid because in this world, it is so easy to unintentionally mess up our girls. Our daughters, this rising generation has a lot to deal with. I hope this helps you and your daughter show up empowered, confident, and comfortable in her own skin. Click on the link in the show notes to get it. And remember, you are designed for greatness.